Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. Hey gang, welcome to today's episode, which is a solo episode. We haven't done one in a while and I have promised a lot of you that I was going to do an episode all about going gratuity free now that I have for the last month and just talk about what what it, I've learned from doing it and how it fits my business and has made a lot of sense for me. But I was just thinking about how I feel like so many of us are trying to like put on everyone else's method and try it on and find if it works for us. And then we're like, eh, I don't like that. But what I have found for me, and it's kind of the same thing when I was learning how to do hair color and I had like seven different instructors, is I just like took one little thing from each person and then I found my own style. And so I think when it comes to our businesses, it's so easy to be like, oh, look at that person over there. They're doing parts and like labor. And then there's that person over there. And I think that for me, and maybe this would help you, is to be like, I might take an element of that, and I might take an element of that, and I might take an element of that, but then I have to just find my own flow and my own systems and processes that honor the business that I want. Because I think that we all want to feel kind of similarly, but I think that the way we're each going to get there in our businesses and in our lives is going to look different. So I want to share with you guys today how implementing gratuity-free or flat rate pricing has really been the best thing for me. And that's not to say that all of you should do it or everyone should do what I'm doing because my business is different than other people's and your business is different from other people's. And so I think we can, I know I'm guilty of this feeling like, oh my gosh, like their system's amazing. And what I'm doing kind of sucks. Or I don't, I don't like I don't like my business. I want their business. But at the end of the day, like you might want to take an element from them. And I think that like what makes us all unique is like that we kind of like have slightly different needs, slightly different goals, slightly like and and I think that the hard thing about trying other people's things on, which I think we should, you know, just dabble in them, but we kind of lose ourselves in other people. And I know that's something that I've struggled with. So I'm gonna share with you guys today why it's been awesome for me and things I've learned. And, you know, if I were going to implement it again, things I would probably do different because I learned. So it kind of goes back for me as far as starting to do hair. I've never loved this idea that hairstylists have this, you know, just this idea that people think that we don't claim all of our income because that's never actually been how I've done it. And so that's been something that like just kind of has always been kind of just like bothersome to me uh, because I feel like it's just kind of just uh, a stigma that has not been true for myself and for many of the people that do this craft. So I've not liked that. And then I think when I worked in the traditional salons, you know, I didn't really have to worry about, you know, tips. I would just, they, they just tip you out at the end of the day and you have all this money and, 
um, and, and they're accounting for it. So I feel like when I started off on my own, what is six years ago, it was really changing the game for me because I went from being a colorist to being the person that does everything. So I'm checking people out. I'm doing all of the things. So it definitely changed my relationship with my clients because I never saw people's relationship with money. And so when I started working for myself, I started to see that like everyone has a money story. And like you think about like working in a big salon and you never see the person check out and say, wow, that's that's expensive. But the minute you're in your own business and you're seeing that, you're seeing it all for the first time. Because if you're like me, you were with your clients. And so the checkout, the scheduling, none of that was on you. And so I feel like you don't really develop this muscle to be able to sit with the discomfort of people kind of just unpacking their money story on you while holding an iPad. And I got better at it, right? So six years in, you know, I'm it's cool. But I think that it was an uncomfortable thing. And I think it kind of held me back for a long time of like doing what I needed to do with my pricing and things like that. Because here I am witnessing people's just actual discomfort and that energy transfers happening. And I'm holding an iPad, smiling at them and trying to look away while they add 20% gratuity or whatever it is they're going to do. So for me, I, I got comfortable with it. But then I think in an effort to just challenge my life and say, Things have been done this way, but like, why? Like, what if, what if it's better for me as an independent stylist to, to have it bundled in and just be able to say like, that's what my charging situation is. And, you know, I, I started thinking about my clients that are artists, you know, when they go to check someone out with a, with a piece of art that someone's choosing to purchase, they don't have their price minus 20% and hold it out for someone and say, let me know what you think. How do you think I did? And I just, I got really honest with myself about like how uncomfortable it actually made me and how I had just kind of buried that discomfort and said like, it's fine. It's just your industry. It's how it is. But I don't think it ha- things have to stay the way they always were. And so for me, I've loved it. Like it has been a dream. And I think that it's really empowered me to have really healthy conversations with people and, you know, to just have there be this just really clear and just kind, energetic energy with people to be like, yeah, so like my base color is 145 and my base plus gloss is 175. And it's just like, oh my gosh, like for me, why didn't I do this sooner? And I, I'm not saying everyone should do it. I'm not saying every client wants to do it, but for me, Oh my God. And it's been cool because before I even did it and I was just dabbling and talking about it on this podcast, a few of my clients that listen to it would say, Lindsay, God, I wish you would do that. You talked about doing this gratuity thing and I would love it. And I was like, really? Why would you love it? Because I'm nervous to do it, but it's something that really feels authentic to me. And she said, oh my God, like I never know like if you if I left enough or like what I left last time and like is it enough? And do you notice that sometimes it's 20%, sometimes it's 25? And I was like, really? I'm like, I I didn't know how it would feel for you, but I've been feeling like it would it would be really just feel like just this really clear, kind, just mainstream, simplified situation that feels kind of minimalistic and just 
good. And she goes, that's what it would make me feel. And so it's been funny because as I've done it, you know, it's, it's interesting, like the Jane Clapp episode where we talked about, you know, what's happening inside your body. I realized that part of the anxiety that came from it was like, I have my next client coming and then it's like, okay, I need to hand you the iPad, have you do the gratuity, then I need to have you sign the iPad and then I need to schedule your next appointment. So I've got four things to do to shut this thing down and my next person's waiting here. So what I've been able to do with this is I've been able to honestly elevate my level of service. So I'm able to have that person check out. I actually don't have to have them sign anymore because all my services are above $25, which I realized Square updated the same week that I was going gratuity free. And and just I've been able to just like hand people their card back and be like, did you want to schedule? And it's insane to me as an independent stylist how streamlined your your process is when there's just this two steps eliminated. And I mean, then if you've got someone that's already pre-booked their appointments, it's like, okay, cool. It's great seeing you. And then I can just really be where I'm at and not be, my mind's not like, I need to do this. I need to do that. And I'm just more present with people. And it's been something that's cool because I've gotten some new clients and they're like, oh my gosh, I never heard of that. I love that. And it's just been something that's been really empowering for me and kind of the way I want my business to run is from like a really empowered standpoint. And it's interesting because I got off tangent here, but Jane Clapp says that when we establish a boundary or we we make a change in our lives and in our businesses, we're actually able to test the health of our relationships. And I said this recently on my on my uh, Instagram for my studio. I said, gosh, if if these people, if my clients are a mirror of me, then we are on fire these days because just being able to set that tone with people, the people that are meant for me, that are wanting to stay with me, that know my heart, know what I'm about are like really behind it. And the people that weren't really aren't. And so I think just freeing ourselves up and I think for a long time I did things in my business that I didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want anyone to fall overboard. And I think that if the past informs the present, which it does, I've actually lost those people anyway, right? Like the minute you get a little turbulence on the boat, it, the people that are going to fall out are going to fall out. And I think that I held on to things or didn't make changes or didn't do what was right for me because I was always thinking about how it affected others. But when I come from a clear, kind place and I'm thinking about what I need for my business and for my life and, you know, being able to look at my day and know what I'm actually going to make and to have it just be this clear communication, I, I find that like I didn't do myself myself any favors by by not making those changes sooner and you know when when you go to make changes and you don't feel comfortable with them you have to sit with yourself and decide am I not feeling comfortable because I'm not comfortable with the prices I'm charging or am I uncomfortable with the discomfort of making changes because they're different right so if the issue is 
maybe you don't have the right pricing. Maybe, maybe you aren't comfortable charging what you say you want to charge. And so maybe, maybe you need to get honest with yourself and maybe it's a five per, $5 decrease. Maybe what you need to do in this moment is to just really sit with the fact of, I, I'm not comfortable, whether it's my confidence, maybe your skills there, but you're not confident enough. And maybe you need to fight through that and kind of just like wrestle with that for a minute and go, which is, which is it? And if it's both, maybe I got to ease up on both, or maybe I got to just push through and try this. And, you know, trying stuff gives you information. And I think that a lot of us are afraid of failing, but really, if you start to just change your mindset around it and say, like, I'm going to try these things and I'm going to collect information and data. And I think like what I view most things I try now is case studies. So I'm going to try this thing and it's going to be a case study. Like, and even just calling something a case study kind of just like releases a lot of pressure from it because it's something you're just, it's almost just like a experiment. And I feel like really most of what I'm always kind of trying is an experiment because I've never done it before. And so in that process, it's just like this, all this information comes in and then I'm able to adjust from there. So I think just stop being like, this is what I'm doing, this is how I'm doing it and it's going to be awesome. It's like, yeah, it's something I'm, I've wanted to do and so I'm doing it, you know, and not being defensive and being okay with the conversations that that come out of those things because coming on the other side of changing my pricing is conversations around like that this pricing doesn't make sense for some people and being able to hold that and sit with that and to be kind of proud of the fact that I'm in a place in my life where people are willing to have those conversations with me and I can like hold that and say, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to help you find someone that is X, Y, and Z these hours. It doesn't even mean just pricing. It's like your hours change. Like our inability to sit with discomfort means that we're going to work a schedule that is is prohibiting us from living the lives we want to live. Like your client doesn't want that. Like, yeah, they'd be disappointed, but... You know, I think that for so long, I thought that it was my job to be everything to everyone and you lose yourself in that. And I was talking to Teddy, my my bestie, and we were talking about how she was saying someone was talking about how have hairstylists just gotten this like, this like kind of the self-righteousness about them now? Do they think that like who they are and what they want is like more important and like they they need to like reel it back in and we were both like no we're just not a one size fits all anymore and i think that we're empowering one another to to do what we need to do and so we can't be critical of other people that do what they need to do and so like if you hear and i'll i'll hear people say like no one should not take gratuity because you know, like I would be really offended if I went into a salon. It's like, do you, girl? And I'm gonna do me. But let's not let's not throw shade at each other for what's honoring who we are because there is a stylist out there for everyone. And there's a system for each stylist out there for every stylist. And I think that not not comparing and being like, oh, that's cool she does that. Like that wouldn't work for me. That's cool. But what I do love about what she does is I love what she says on her website. It's like we can take a piece from each other and there's a way to do that and honor other people and honor ourselves and not not throw this kind of judgment around at each other because 
we all we all want different things. We all want different schedules slightly. We all want so we can't expect to have the same setups. And I think that we we also shouldn't come from a self-righteous standpoint of like, I can't believe who does she think she is? Or it's like, I think like I love this saying. I think she's someone living her best life, not concerned with how it impacts you. And that doesn't mean she doesn't care about you, but like this idea that everyone has to make decisions and choices that you get is just, just not reality. So for me, like what's come out of the gratuity thing is really what it is, is flat rate pricing. And and you know what I mean? You kind of go through your whole journey, you go through this whole awkward transition because transitions, they're awkward. And, uh, I think that coming out the other side, having sent the email I sent and saying, going, going gratuity free, like, you know, that rubs some people the wrong way. If I had a do-over, which I don't, I've got one life to live. And so I just keep trucking and make mistakes and learn from them and, you know, keep going. And I feel like if I were to do it over again, and if you are someone that's wanting to go gratuity free, I think I would have worded it in a... I'm switching my pricing structure to flat rate pricing because that's really what it is. It's not gratuity free. It's bundled in. And I think that, you know, after having done it, that feels like a really authentic way for me to say what it, what it is. And, um, so I think for me, that's, that's, I've learned, I've done the best I could with the information I had and I have more information now and I would have handled it differently. But I think for me, it's been just very freeing and empowering. And I don't know, there's something about that energetic money stuff that it's really kind of um, allowed me to have a new relationship to the financial part of my business. And I've always loved the QuickBooks. I've always loved that side of it. But to be able to be having these kind of conversations with my customers and to be able to stand in what I'm doing and, and really own it has been something that I think a lot of us are scared to do as hairstylists because one, it's never why we got into it. It's not why we do what we do. It's not even, and it's like, sometimes it's like, for some people would say like, yeah, it's my career and I, I do it to make a living. And it's so true. But if you're really honest with yourself, how long have you kind of stuffed that down and been like, no, I mean, I don't do it for the money, but like, let's, let's get our big girl pants on and let's, let's really be honest about like, this is my career and this is what I do to make a living. And I love the connections I have and I love the relationships I have with people, but I'm here to make a living. Just like, like, you know, my HR director brother never apologizes for making a living. My insurance broker husband, my insurance broker sister, they don't apologize for the premiums they charge and the rates that they pay. And so I would love for our industry, whether whether you decide that's what you want to do or whether you decide to go with parts and labor and whether you decide to do the parts and labor but bundle it into an hourly rate, like whatever method and formula you choose to do, I would really love for our industry to no longer be apologetic for charging what we charge and how we charge because every year, a lot of us are spending up to $10,000 on our educations. I don't know a ton of professions that have have that kind of education 
you know, that they're doing every year. And I think that we kind of do a disservice by not being more upfront about like how much we put into our careers, because I think that I made that mistake for a long time. I don't think that I shared how much I put into it. I think that kind of similar to like people aren't going to thank you for a favor they don't know you're doing. People aren't going to congratulate you on your education or your up-leveling of your business when they don't necessarily know you're doing it. And they just behind the scenes, it's something that you kind of quietly do. And you're like, well, that's what hairstylists do. But like empowering yourself and owning that and saying, I put so much into this and people can actually appreciate it when they know that you do that. So just really sitting with and getting introspective with yourself around what is actually going to feel right for you. And I think I'm guilty in this industry of looking at one person and going, them, that's it. That's the Mecca. That's what I want to do. And that's what works for them. And you know, we don't know the inner workings, the underpinnings of their life. We don't know that like they're that they're not set up to be able to pay for their whole salon without anyone working there. We don't know that their pricing isn't, we don't know what we don't know. And so we don't have the context. And so I think just taking elements and like, you know, just like looking at what you're drawn to about that person and, and maybe th- seeing how you could take what you currently have and just like infuse a little bit of that into it. It's, it's, it might not be the overhaul that you think you need to do. My pricing didn't change very much, but the way that I do it changed. So, you know, some of my services went up $7. Some of them went up 10. Some of them went up six, but the, but the structure changed. And I think that we overthink things or we, we might say, oh, I want to go gratuity free. or I want to go flat rate pricing. But then at the same time, you might change your pricing structure altogether. And that might work for for someone over there, but for you, you might you might need to just change the way you're taking payments and that might be enough of a change. And so I think just really honoring the fact that we're all in this together, but we're all different and we all need different things based on who we are as individuals. And I guess I used to think we all could do it all the same, but I also feel like that was my limited thinking of like, why can't everyone just get on board with what I'm doing? And it's like, because what you're doing isn't supposed to be everyone's path. So I hope that this helps and I hope that you, you know, it's kind of gotten the wheels turning on like what feels right for you. And I think that we all are just doing the best we can. And I love this idea that we're all just walking each other home. So it's not a competition. At the end of the day, this industry elevating and getting better, it's 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 all of us together working together. We work in different settings. We work with different people. We work in different just overall workflow. But we all we are all in this together. And so I hope that this helped you. And I hope that this answered some of your questions around how I've done what I've done and how it's felt. Because really, at the end of the day, it's kind of all about how things feel. And uh, this feels great for me. And I hope that you find what feels great for you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.